What if I told you the coldest in the game was also the dopest in the game? ESPN MX 30 for 30 presents From Tuso to No Go, the Victor Guzman story. That show was, was super nice. serious. That was that was great. It's like we're an actual podcast now. Yeah. I, oh, we're official now. Oh shit, we have editing. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, man. FMF State of Mind podcast. Don't be fooled. This isn't thirty for thirty, even though we're super uh, official like that now. Super. But yeah, this is a special episode. We actually have another episode. We're hoping to come out in a few days with that's uh, working on, yeah. So, and more about the league, more about the offseason. You guys will see that when it comes out. That's all right. That was going to be our official first episode yeah. for the new year, but well, we had an official first episode, but <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to hear more about that in the other one. No, we had we did one in the first week and it audio corrupted, it died on us, man. Yeah. So, you know, that maybe that's uh, that's a sign from up above talking about it. That shit was trash. Uh, record a new one. <laughs> so here we are. We're recording one. Now we're recording a special one because this Victor Guzman news, I mean, it, it's everywhere. We had to do a little podcast about it. But yeah, FMF State of Mind Podcast, welcome back. I'm Antonio. I got Ness with me as always. Ness, how you been, man? I'm doing go? pretty good. Uh, this is this is fucking crazy. I'm I'm Ness, by the way. You can follow me at Twitter at Nescavelli, and you can find me at FMF State of Mind as well as Viva Liga MX. How about you, Antonio? Where can we find you? Of course, you guys can find me at, at Antonio1998 double underscore on Twitter at FMF State of Mind. We bring the best of both worlds over here: FMF State of Mind, Viva Liga MX, exactly. all the whole the link up. Yeah, Liga MX English community. We got something for everybody here. But yeah, um, we got to talk about this Bocho Guzman situation all right we got Josh Gordon we got OJ Mayo and now we got Victor <laughs> Guzman not the type not the list that I thought he would get on at this point not at, in his all. Career. Not <laughs> but, at all it's just like uh that's what happened man, the, the the amount of times I wanted to put my tinfoil hat on today like the amount of times I was at work and I was going through tweets and I was like this, this, isn't, this isn't adding up this isn't making sense you know, it's like the Trump administration and what them referring to the deep state, you know, it's like the deep state. That's not what they want you to know. It's, you, uh, it's, we just pan to Ness's house and he's got like some <laughs> fucking strings attached to pictures. It's uh, it's, it's, it's the Charlie meme off of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, sees me there struggling and I'm just trying to go through everything like, well, you well, know. picture the, connect to well, the just... Pachuca logo connected to a European move. It's like, and I got the map of the world up. <laughs> it's a European move on him as well as uh, Chivas move and $10 million and added extra fees that Pachuca usually tack on at the end yeah. of a transfer for other players like Hector Herrera and I'm just like some ain't adding up here and I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let's let's go back in time let's do a little timeline of the things that happened so you know obviously Victor Guzman makes his return to Chivas since he was an academy player from Pachuca or over the offseason for $10 million he didn't come cheap, but he was supposed mil. to be one of the best players with Chivas this season. Was... It, was, it was probably their biggest signing in terms of oh, yeah. game. Oh, no question. 
I, th- I thought he was the biggest signing just because I didn't expect it. And, you exactly. know, always, we're slowing around talking about those players going to come here. But you're just like, come on, man. Like, you know, we might get one or two players like that, like every three to four years. But we're not going to get one every single year. But, yeah, with this one, it was like Belize came in and he was just like automatic 180. And then, you know, all the connections he had, he was able to hook everything up. So next thing you know, we got, you know, J.J. Macias coming back where he might have not came back. at They had not added Belize, you know, because, you know, they had a conversation. And then. You also talk about not only Victor Guzman, but Antuna coming from Manchester City for another cool 11 million. And then, you know, we raid Nacaxa with uh, Calderon <laughs> Espana. And that's and those are two really good solid signings. And Angulo. Yeah. Don't forget about him. And, oh my God, and Angulo, which is, Jesus Christ, might be one of the fastest uh, <laughs> Mexican backs in, a, in football right now. It's crazy. But yeah, man, it, it, Victor Guzman is definitely the biggest name coming to Chivas. And I think... At his peak, definitely a game changer in Liga Mike. He's definitely one of the best Mexican players in the league. Um, oh, at least that five, has, uh, that that hat trick or that four goal game where it was like five zero versus. They should have tested him like right there. Somebody. It was honestly, God, I thought that was a game. I looked it up though, and it was a game in Jornada four against Queretaro, against Queretaro where they actually ended up, I think, winning two one and. It, Guzman, I think, didn't even have an assist that game. It was real weird. Or maybe he had an assist. I don't know. But I don't think he played lights out or that crazy for them to drug yeah. test him. It's just, it's yeah. weird. It's something that they do randomly. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, and, and yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it, he, in the past, he's, he's had crazy assist numbers, crazy goals. You know, he's an attacking man that can get involved in any way possible. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, at it, like I said, at his peak, definitely, I I saw that he had the talent to go to Europe. I think a lot of people did, too. I've been hearing some murmurs that, you know, some people are like, oh, I just thought he was, you know, good for Liga Mech. He's not for Europe. I think that's big cap. I think if, I you, mean, I think if you watch him play, cap. I think if you watch him play, you, you, you can see he has the talent to do that, um, or at least did. But after the transfer... First day of the season comes against Juarez on Saturday, and somebody is not in the lineup. He's not even on the bench. He's not even on with the team, and that was Victor Guzman, who we were told for personal reasons has been personal separated exactly. from the team. Yeah. Eventually, things start popping up from the Mexican media. Well, no, about, just just small things like him practicing on his own, not on the right. team. Just him not being at practice, and you're just like, well... You know, it's getting deeper. Where's he at? And then, you know, you hear like you start hearing rumors about some drugs. And then, you know, yeah. when you start hearing rumors about drugs, it's like any sport here in the NFL, like the NFL, the NBA. You're just like, oh, you know, like wh- what kind of weed was he smoking, or did he party a little bit too hard? You know. But when it came down to stuff like that, I started hearing murmurs today, like just talking to other people, part of the community, like deeper embedded into it. You know, the deep state. They were just like they were talking about it was doping, and when I heard that, I was like, "Shit, this might actually go way deeper than I actually thought it does." And when you think about doping, doping isn't something that somebody does alone. You know what I mean? Like there's drugs like marijuana or something like that where it's like, okay, that's you know, that's a recreational type of drug that somebody can do on their own, and it's to relax them. Nobody's doping on their own. Like for doping, coaches need to be involved. Uh, you know. As far yeah. as uh, players usually are involved as well and everything like that. And I'm not trying to paint a murky picture about Liga MX as a whole, but 
you know, you think about the ML, uh, the Major League Baseball and what they've been through with doping and how they cracked down on everybody. You know, got the Jose Canseco's and all these other players from Latin America as well, as well as uh, regular American players. And when you start looking at things kind of along like that, you start thinking, well, this can't be the only league who does that. So when you see one player in Victor Guzman kind of go down when everything like this, and then as far as statements you hear from Chivas that are just like, we don't want anything to do with him. And then you hear Pachuca also kind of say the same thing. Well, we're here for you and we embrace you with open arms, but they took no responsibility in that press statement that they actually right. came up with. And it's really alarming when you see that. And then you start thinking back in this last year and you're like, well, what's the reasoning he didn't get called up for the Mexican national team? Is it because they knew us all along? Yeah. And they were just trying to separate it from themselves as far as being held accountable or a huge scandal rocking the FMF? Because the FMF getting involved really early on kind of told you something where they said the FMF told Chivas and Televisa reported it, but they have interests and stakes in that team as well. So you kind of see it and you're just like, well, is this biased or is this unbiased reporting? So a lot of murky and confusion there. And then you think of Pachuca and, you know, how, how quickly the sale of Victor Guzman happened to Chivas. And you're like, man, you know, he was the next person up at Pachuca to go to Europe. You know, you got the likes of Chucky Lozano that ended up leaving the PSV for, you know, pretty good fee. And then you got the like rec uh, rec uh, the signing of Hector Herrera to, when he went to Porto, which was really good. And then you also got the signing of uh, what's Gutierrez. The, uh, Eric Gutierrez, and he was a really good signing for PSV as well. But you start thinking that Pachuca like to get paid in the long run for their player development. Where do you remember when Hector Herrera, when he was with Porto and they were agreeing the terms with Atletico Madrid for another transfer? And they had to get Pachuca actually involved because Pachuca had a percentage stake in his contract still when when they sold him the portal that said for the next transfer fee we're going to get this certain percentage so when they sold him to atletico they actually got another payday so when you see the quick transfer of victor guzman to chivas you kind of start thinking like well did they know and if they did know <laughs> how long did they know because mm -hmm. victor guzman was the next person up to go to europe and imagine if he would have went to europe and all this would have came out now because it was officially you know everything was submitted to fifa and through officially uh licensed lab and everything in cuba for another four so you start thinking about it you're just like well if that would have happened and if you would have went to europe then that would have really tarnished Machuca's reputation as far as being one of the leaders in you know um academy players and as far as development with players selling them overseas so i feel like getting rid of victor uh, guzman is something that they could have just threw on chivas and you know whether it said it's a good deal or a bad deal they might address they might address it and try to blame it on chivas and try to mm -hmm. flip the narrative in that way my thing was how scared everybody was to touch a situation when he showed up at the fmf it forced everybody today to talk and it's a thing where i'm surprised chivas or pachuca or the fmf didn't get ahead of everything and if issue an official statement it's like they're waiting to see what happened and where the chips would fall so that way they could paint the narrative best towards their situation and that's really shitty and that's real unfortunate but if people think there's only one player in victor guzman who's doping i mean if he is doping if the allegations are true and you know reports are true as far as sources are coming from then that's a lie there's other players in Liga mx that are currently doping there are players that will always be doping and there are players that will continue doping in the future now if they ever get caught that's a whole other story and a whole other issue but the fact of the matter is we have players you know tinfoil hat time to, uh, to, but, but what, what do you think before i get into my what, what do you think about this whole situation just everything led up leading up to today 
it's been it's been a whirlwind man and there's still a lot of unanswered questions like you said so monday came and that's when everything started coming to light you saw first that pocho was on his way to the fmf offices being accompanied by chivas's legal director so at first you kind of start to think oh, okay maybe chivas has his back and whatever's going on but later after everything comes out chivas comes out with a statement saying that no he's off the team now he'll be going back to pachuca and they're going to get a refund back. And I think it's a really good point that you brought up um, about how Victor Guzman was the next uh, person to that should have gone to Europe from Pachuca. And the fact that they just kind of, this, this transfer kind of came out of nowhere where they sold him to Chivas, which they don't really do. There's been only a few cases, I think, just Rodolfo Pizarro and maybe Jurgen Damm have been exactly. other ones that they've sold you know within the league which for them to go ahead and kind of just like do that out of nowhere and kind of quickly too for such for a player that was so talented and uh it, it does raise some questions as to if they had any information at all and like you said about the mexican national team too it was a big deal i remember every time call-ups would would get announced last year with Tata, that being his first year in this new national team cycle Everyone would always be like, where is Victor Guzman? Where is Victor Guzman? He hasn't been called up. Why aren't you calling Victor Guzman up? And you could you could chalk that up to maybe too much depth, too much people, you know, crowded in the midfield. But might, might it be something else? I don't know. Who knows at this point? Because there's a lot of unanswered questions. When the official report came out, apparently, uh, it said that Victor Guzman, you know, for those that don't know, failed an anti-doping test back in August of 2019 when he was still playing for Pachuca like you said after a Jornada 4 match against Querétaro he ended up playing the rest of that season with no issue no he issue. ended up I think scoring a couple goals the next week you know what I mean he, he did good he did he had a pretty good season not his best in terms of numbers but still really good one of the Pachuca's best players for sure and it just comes out this month that he failed the, the anti-doping test now the anti-doping test was done in Cuba for some reason <laughs> well the what, what i was hearing was because cuba was the only one who was officiated what was official with it as far as their testing lab so the sample would be collected in mexico then it would be shipped off to cuba my biggest question was why is there such a huge lead time leading up to that and the way i hear they do it is um the, well, the reasoning they moved away from mexico in the first place was because of the fact that Mexico started cutting back on a lot of things and they really kind of took away their, I guess, their certification, FIFA did. And after that actually ended up happening, they said, okay, you're going to be going to this nearest one, I guess, was in Cuba. So they started using that one. My biggest thing was this was Jornada 4 of La, if I'm not mistaken, was it La Apertura? Or is it Clausura last year, 2019? It's it was La Apertura, Apertura right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was La and when I see that, I used to kind of start thinking back and you're like, well, if, if that was Apertura, like, is there more news going to come out about other players who were doping as well? Right. Or if there was somebody. Technically, yeah. Technically, they did. Uh, the, officially, we don't know if they knew the results before, but officially yeah. all parties were made aware of these results this month. And you and you look at it and you're just like, 
Well, there's no way of them knowing he would have failed the test unless Victor Guzman told Pachuca himself. Because right. think about it. If somebody knows they're going to fail a drug test, they're super nervous, they're super scared, they don't know what's going to happen, they're going to confide in the people that they have around them. And if they know you're going to fail a drug test, and they know that you can sell you off, try to make some money real quick, and try to deny all liability later on, and see what happens and say, worst comes to worst, you can just come back to us, and then we make it a feel-good story and just deny everything, get you lawyered up, you know. It, what's going to happen in that situation? But yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, yeah, it, it's just it just raises a lot of questions. Does it actually take five months to get a result like this? I know yeah, it exactly. doesn't for other purposes. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. simply when you're going to get hired at a new job, exactly. and you need to get a drug test. That I, I, comes back yeah. in a week or less. Yeah, exactly. That same day now. They do it right in front of you usually. But I hear nowadays with, like, I guess the procedures that they have set up because. I was on Twitter earlier, and you know, you take everything here with a grain of salt. But I was, my my thing was like, are they get, are they taking that with on a wooden boat? Like, what's what's taking so long for those samples to get there and for them to do that? Yeah. You know, j- all jokes aside, it's like half a year lead time, and then you start kind of looking back at the Canelo Alvarez situation with uh, you know as far as when they said he was taking performance enhancers and then he blamed it on tainted meat and he said right. well this is and there's also that whole tainted meat Buterol thing from the was it 2009 yeah from the gold cup the whole national team a lot of people forget that but that did also occur and then they also blamed that on tainted meat as well so you kind of see which route this narrative is going to start playing out and if yeah. i'm not mistaken the way i heard this and you take everything here with a grain of salt this is some stuff that i was seeing and i saw it more than once was saying that there's a certain there's two samples that's collected and if later on they want to appeal it they can appeal it and the and the b sample gets tested by fifa themselves and then after that that ends up being confirmed if it was a false positive or if it was actual positive so Hopefully right. we get answers on that soon. But as yeah. far as everything else is concerned with the whole media circus and everything, this was the biggest signing Chivas had this season. And I mean, before coming into this season, and I feel like it's, I don't feel like it's going to derail them because they have enough pieces in place. And one of the biggest things I was actually concerned about was how Victor Guzman was going to play next to Trophies Lopez. Next to Trophies, yes. Because this, in, a, in a way, it kind of solves a problem for them. And Even it though it does. might not have been the solution yeah. they yeah. necessarily want. Think want. about it. Yeah, Victor Guzman could have easily just played on the right wing. But then you start thinking about the right wing, you're just like, shit, we got Brizuela and we got Antuna fighting for that same mm, yeah. spot. So you start kind of start looking around, and you're just like, well, we already have decent midfielders already. And then, you know, we got Beltran that's coming up as well as a central midfielder. And you want to see more games with him, you know. And then we also got Trophies, who's actually controlled the tempo. And if I'm not mistaken, he had both assists. Uh, this past weekend and he was actually named man of the match by league and bva mx but you think about it it's what is it's the first game of the season only one player was a difference in the lineup compared to the players they got this offseason and that person was uh jj macias he had alexis vega on the left wing and then you had Brisola on the right you had trophies cutting in and out as a number 10 and seeing where he could contribute you know you also had tebow in the back in the backfield so i was actually very happy to see him but yeah it's just one thing you look at and you're like man he could have been a really good player with chivas but then you start thinking about it and you're just like he might have just occupied that piojo alvarez uh role where you know kind of drifting off to the you know the left or the right wing and not playing centrally like he should be playing centrally and scoring as many mm-hmm. goals as he can because there's competition at that spot and you're going to divide the fan base if you know 
if you if you're picking one player over another, only starting one during Copa games and all that. So it's it's an interesting dynamic that I, it's a shame that we're not actually going to be able to see as Chivas really said null and void with everything currently today. Actually, with the press release saying that they want their money back, and that's what that's what's going to happen. You know, now we got to look to what's going to happen next. And uh, you know, you brought up that B sample. Officially, that is what's going to happen. You know, Victor Guzman came out with a statement on his Instagram uh, earlier today, and he basically said that he said that he was not made aware of the results until January 9th of this year. So he says he didn't know anything until January 9th they came and told him that about the results. Obviously, he claims that he's always been a player that has, you know, refused any sort of, you know, anti-sport, anti-performance enhancement, yeah, anti-doping and stuff like that. And he's always been, you know, above the influence in that area. He mentions that they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and go forward with this this B substance, this this B test, and, and see what happens then. Um, and you know, he wanted to make it clear that he's never taken any substance to you know any any sort of performance enhancers, any sort of anything like that. Actually, in an ESPN article uh, from Tom Marshall, actually shout out to Tom, it said uh, that. You know, over here down in the in one of the paragraphs, it says sources told ESPN that the test revealed the prohibitive su- substance of social use. So that, you know, there's still unanswered questions as to what this substance was. Was it actually something exactly. performance enhancing, or was it just, you know, say weed or something other like that? Because social use could mean weed, could mean cocaine, could mean anything like that. Because you now, think about it, it's like weed uh, usually stays in your system for about a month. I feel like that'd be more accurate, whereas cocaine don't ask me how i know this but it stays in your system for three days so uh, that's something where you literally would have to do it you know last 72 hours for it to even show up in your system so you think about that you're like well yeah they like to party and everything like that but you know you start kind of looking deeper at things and you see it like i feel like he knew this whole time because when he got signed to chivas did he look that ecstatic to you no <laughs> And, and it was one that, of the that's things. The thing. He he's looked uh, every time he's he's been shown on camera or in pictures. He's looked goddamn he's had, terrified. He's, he's looked terrified. He's had a hat on and he's looked very yeah. secluded. That yeah. you know, say what you will about somebody's personality. Like you can act like you know former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler all you want, and act like real shitty and act like you have a cigarette in your hand all the time and like you're better than everybody's time and uh, that they're wasting on you but it's like when you see things like that and it starts kind of adding up but it, and it wasn't only him you know you start seeing players like Alexis Pena that I was like he didn't he didn't look that happy <laughs> like, yeah no Pocho never, never quite looked was, happy uh, we never saw we never saw that of... Owen look happy either he was just kind of there you know it's like I feel like the only picture we ever got of him smiling was when he scored that goal for Nakaksa and he was doing his like little dance. But um, like those three players, Guzman, Peña, as well as Calderon, they never looked happy. As far as signing for Chivas, like they took that picture and took a like smiling with Belaez, but but like never happy. Like you know, you saw interviews with Macias. He was ecstatic, dude. He was he was excited. He was ready to go back with Chivas, and you know you saw it. He was uh, he felt spiteful at Leon, and that's okay. You know he, it wasn't a team he wanted to play for, but they it needed to go there for his development. And once he right. came back to Chivas, he was ecstatic. You saw how he, you saw when he scored that goal. He hasn't scored for them, I think, in 19 months, and uh, since being yeah, on Leon, and once he scored that he goal, he was. Oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that's a player a, that's that happy a in a while. Feeling that probably Guzman you would expect him to have since he was also an academy player and coming back to he's from Jalisco he's from the Guadalajara area so you would you would expect him to be a little you know a little bit more happy but yeah like you said he 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 never really quite looked 
as ecstatic as maybe one should have been or could have been. That's all in the past now because he's no longer a Chivas player. He'll return to that's, Pachuca. Is he going to well, play anytime this season? That I I honestly doubt it because yeah, I don't the think so. minimum is like half a year. So he'd right. at least be out this I, tournament and probably they're weeks gonna do into the next tournament. Yeah, I, I'm assuming they're going to do that B test. And whenever that comes out, which should be fairly soon, it's not going to yeah. be five months. I think that's when FIFA and WADA, which is the, the you know the World Anti-Doping Council, are going to, um, you know, I guess. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's tough because when you have a sport like baseball, boxing, where this is much more common and much more frequent, and they they've kind of had this down to a T in terms of punishments and you know screening for this stuff. In soccer, it's much less policed especially in Mexican soccer. Uh, you know, I think the last, if I'm not mistaken, the last, this last kind of scandal that we had doping-wise was with, uh, I don't know if you remember, Salvador Carmona, Chava Carmona. Yes, I remember. Was, and it was when I, I was literally... For, was he playing for Cruz Azul or for Toluca? I think for Cruz Azul at the moment. When I first heard this news pop up and all, all you saw was over the forums was Carmona 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually got suspended or banned for life, actually, from soccer. Um, he was in the, the tail end of his career, so it didn't. It wasn't too scandalous or too, you know, it didn't affect him that much. But you know, he was. That was the probably the last big doping scandal that Mexico had, and that was a few years ago. That was, yeah. I think, was that, that even feels this like decade? a while ago. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure if that was even the decade, which tells you something. So after that quick little tangent, going back to Victor Guzman, yeah, man, we uh, don't expect to see him. I don't think uh, for this season. I don't think for the next half a year to a next year. This honestly puts an asterisk on his name and probably ruins his career. He might be able to have a resurgence and still go to Europe, but it'll be a career that's tainted. And it'll be one of those questions where... I think I don't think he's going to Europe anymore. At this point, he's 24 years old. And and if he doesn't, it's going to be a big what if. Yeah. It's going to be one of another one where, in the list of what is fuck, especially in Mexico, man. You know, yeah, I'm still holding out hope for my boy Spiriqueta. We're still out here, Spiriqueta. Oh, god, follow me on Twitter. No, I'm joking. <laughs> joking, but oh my god, man, the potential that kid had. And then you get other that players, whole team, like, though. We could make a whole Guemes? podcast. You remember Guemes? Oh, Guemes, yeah, he's over in yeah, uh, Toluca now. He, yeah, he's over in Toluca now, so hopefully he can do decent. But, you know, it's like, fuck, it's like all these players that were so promising, man, and yeah. that you thought were going to be the next Edison Alvarez or the next Linus or the next, you know, like Guardado. Or, no, no, man, it hasn't panned out. Hasn't there panned is a youngster out. in Pachuca, though, Pisuto, that's been doing good at the... He is... The level World I've Cup that's been a real about it, man. And, uh, honestly... Chivas could have just said, give us Pisuto and give us uh, who else? Uh, forgetting his name right now. He's always linked to Chivas every single Oh, year. Eric Aguirre. And yeah, give us Eric yeah. Aguirre and we'll call it fair. It's for 10 mil. Give us those two players and we'll call it For sure. I take, hey, I take it. I've heard a lot of good things. We uh, we all saw Pisuto at the, at the Under-17 World Cup earlier where Mexico got all the way to the final. He was a maestro, man. And I know, you know, he's playing against, you know, 17, 16 year olds, but he was tremendous. And I saw a tweet, uh, I think, at the conclusion of that World Cup that was like, um, you couldn't find a player more similar to Esteban Cambiaso if you tried. Oh, my God. I love that comparison. Um, Right now, he just got called up to the under 20s for a camp. 
um and he's only 17 so like that he's he's moving up that's, in the, that's in the saying world. big yeah he was a big leader for those for those youth teams the u17s and all as far as uh Dulant tournament so. everything like that so hey there you go we got a we 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 have our next uh pirlo we have our right own there. andrea pirlo that's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna hit of ourselves but he is really good yeah he is very talented and I'm very excited for his development and hopefully he keeps it up and can make a transfer real quick to honestly like a mid, mid-level uh, European team why not why go not? somewhere in La Liga go play for Getafe sure. well maybe not Getafe because you know everything that happened as well though. but you know go play for a mid-level team you know in Italy go play for a Florentina or go ahead and play in Germany for like a you know a Bayer Leverkusen like Cheech did for a while it's you know, it's 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 really easy to find opportunity there, and a lot of you know, I get it that Germany's a difficult uh, German is a different is a d- difficult language and all, and similar to English as far as learning it for as far as Latinos. But I feel like stuff like that, like if Chicharito wanted to compete and actually be considered for the 2022 World Cup, he wouldn't be going to Carson, California, to sign for the Galaxy. Oh, as you man. know, rumors have it, but it's like if he still wanted to compete, he'd go somewhere to a mid-level team in Europe and he'd compete. But, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully he gets money and he does good. He wants to go to L.A. His girlfriend's a IG model. You know, it's a, I know she's done more, but, you know, hey, I mean, his wife, excuse me. They just got they, they got married not too long ago. Yeah. But I get it. He has a family now. You know, it's like live it up. Enjoy it. Go live in L.A. It's like, you know, but once you take the L.A. route, it goes one or two ways. You can't you can either be Gio or you can be Yona. You know what I mean? Right. Either be kind of taking it seriously, still being called up to a national team, being a solid player, or you could be Giovanni Dos Santos, just straight up bomb out because you party too damn hard, or be the like the the older, the younger generation Lakers that were that weren't too focused on the game, but focused on all the other antics and the BS going on in the in the league. But yeah, Victor Guzman, man. First, it was the ACL tear. Uh, I think last year that kind of derailed his chances at. Oh, God, uh, I remember. Because if you guys that. remember, he was he was very ingrained in Juan Carlos Osorio's squad. Actually, that's a really good point. What he if definitely was he going was to doping. go to the World Cup in Russia. What if he was doping to come back earlier from his injury? That's what I was about to say. Thank you, Nest, for bringing that up because that's what I was I about to say. I was about to say, could it be possible? Because you know, a lot of players there, do that though. Yeah, an ACL tear is very serious, and players can bounce back, and players can, you know, ruin their careers in any sport, not just soccer. But you know, I think everybody remembers when when his ACL tear happened. Everyone was kind of like, "Oh no!" You know, we, you know, everyone was hoping he'd come back the same because he was a great young Mexican talent. He comes back, kills it for Pachuca the season he comes back. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he absolutely killed it, and everyone was like, "Wow." You know, after a scare like that, he comes out even better. That that's great. But now, in hindsight, I don't know. Could he be have done that to come back earlier from his injury and come back, you know, stronger and not not skip a step? The funniest thing about this, uh, if you guys didn't hear, literally a week ago, seven days from today, through the end, it got an exclusive with him at Chivas's training ground. You know, they did a whole piece. They did a whole interview with him. And, you know, he said, if I didn't have the opportunity to play soccer, I'd probably be, you know, doing drugs right now. I probably, because, you know, he comes from a pretty bad uh, side of uh, the Guadalajara area and Tonala and Jalisco. 
You know, and, you know, that's what he said in the interview. If I hadn't been playing soccer, I'd probably be, you know, somewhere involved in some bad shit, you know, doing drugs and stuff like that. And well, <laughs> that didn't age well, did it? Poca gente lo sabe. Sabe realmente por lo que yo pasé, por lo que viví. De donde soy yo es, es algo normal de, de ver a drogas, de ver este golpes de que si no te defendías te iban a agarrar como dicen de torta de, de menso te iban de barquito si no hubiera tenido esa oportunidad de, de jugar al fútbol de trascender pues yo pienso que hubiera caído en las drogas hubiera estado en, en otras cosas de, de, de mafia o de algo not at all and it's pretty uh, remarkable the, the level of irony and foreshadowing that he actually attained he also but, had a quote where, like, he said, um, from where I'm from, you know, seeing drugs is normal and all this thing. And that's nothing new. That's a, that's a background a lot of players have yeah, come yeah, from, yeah. unfortunately. It's pretty cliche at this point. It's like it's, it is. The, uh, the, the, the flame and basketball tattoo and you're a basketball player in the NBA. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. another one. <laughs> that's standard. <laughs> yeah, standard. But now, <laughs> when you see it, 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 it is kind of... It's very ironic, the timing and all this. Damn, projection at his finest, man. That's where. But that's crazy. And like this, because the soccer gods are so good to us, and, and they want us to have a good time with this whole storyline, guess who Chivas is playing in Jornada 2 this weekend? It's Pachuca. <laughs> I saw a post from people on Twitter saying uh, Pachuca should play Chivas, and the, the winner uh, gets to keep uh, Pocho. And I was like, if it ties, then it has to be officially uh, mediated by FIFA. <laughs> and I they mean, decide. Yeah, clearly, clearly those two teams do not see eye to eye right now. I'm sure Chivas is kind of kind of angry, kind of asking questions to Grupo Pachuca. As, as, you know, obviously, you know, did you guys know? Why didn't you tell us? I, I, I don't know there what's going on behind the scenes, but know, there's a lot of animosity. You know what I think? I think Chivas found out at the same time Pachuca found out. But Chivas reached out. And Pachuca may have said, oh, "No, we're not null and voiding the trade, like the like like the transfer. Like, go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's like get whoever you want involved, but we're not doing it." And I think Chivas after that, I think FIFA knew, but Chivas for- reached out to FIFA and said, "Hey, I'm going to make this a huge deal and involve the national team as well if you don't get involved and help us out and try and get our money back." So that's a good point because, like, like I like I said that. earlier, they got kind of you know agreements, bro, about. Every single owner in the league has every other owner's cell phone number in their in in, in their phone. Yeah, like, the the, has don't get it messed ruined up. a lot of careers. Exactly, but same time, it keeps a tight knit group on yes. on uh, on communication when it comes to the owners. So there, I feel like there had to be a dispute for the FMF to end up getting involved because if yeah. not, then this would have been solved easily, and it would have been Pachuca would have tried to cover it up and save their ass and say, "Well, we didn't want to trade Pocho. We wanted him to go to Europe, and him going to Chivas would make that harder." And Chivas would have said, "Well, you know, spending with the ten million, we had to be more smart and." We did spend a lot this summer, and there's signings we want to make in the next temporada. We're trying to build, you know, a team for the decade, not a team for the year. So, that's a good point because, uh, you know, like like we said earlier, when Victor Guzman was seen in Mexico City going to the FMF offices, it was with Chivas's legal director. So you could see that Chivas was, you know, it's very possible that Chivas was the one that pushed for some resolution to this. You know, they weren't just gonna, you know, take this because it, it was, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people being like. Uh, oh, of course, Chivas and another controversy. This and that. They can't go a day without 
blah 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 blah. But this is this is you cannot put the blame on this, Chivas. This is they have this no time. way of knowing. Yeah, they wouldn't have this. done it if they do. As simple as that. Exactly. I mean, come on now. This has nothing to do with Chivas. They just happen to be misfortunate enough to be the club involved, to be the second exactly. club involved. And, and I know this. we sound like a like a couple of Chivas manos, but it would take a lot for Chivas to go out of their way to try to blame Pachuca for something that would be their wrongdoing, but they didn't own the player when all of this occurred, so it doesn't make any sense why they would be trying to do this themselves and just try to make people look bad. And you know, it's, it's something yeah. it's something different from where it's like, Oh, it's all Pachuca's fault and trying to blame somebody, then you might see they have like a narrative they're trying to push, but they're just like no, we, we just we just want our money back. You can have your player. We want nothing to do with the scandal that's currently rocking you guys at the moment. So please go ahead, you know, have him back. Do whatever you're going to do. Talk with the FMF because this is a situation that's going to get shit deep real quick. And we want no part of it. They made that very clear. Exactly. It, it, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Hopefully we'll get those answered within the next week or so. Or definitely within this season because there, there's a lot of things that will probably come to light. I mean, you know, you know, football picante can't, can't, can't not go deeper. They were the this. first ones reporting it today that it was actually a doping, if I'm not mistaken. But they're gonna exactly. go in and yeah, say they have sources and a whole bunch of other shit. Which at first he never wanted to believe, you know, until you see it, a couple other sources, and it was started. It all started to come out at once, and everybody was confirming one another. But yeah, guys, that's just our two cents on it. We're getting we're getting down to the end of this episode. We just wanted to touch on this subject because it it, it is an important dis- discussion to be had, and it's a and very it major moment for Mexican soccer. And and it, and... it kind of puts a shadow yeah. on Mexican soccer, and it kind of lets you know because we know how great this league is. We know it's the best in North America. We know it, you know it's really obviously it has high ratings. It's very successful. But in the grand scheme of things, within the eye, within the scope of world football, it's not a very respected league. For example, over in Europe, you know what I mean? It's not a very well-known league, Liga Mekis. And with shit like this going down, the Veracruz scandal, so many scandals each and every year, all this stuff behind the scenes, it's really no surprise. It's really no surprise why we're not, why the, the league is not more respected in the, in the scope of the world than it actually is. Um, there's yeah. a lot of money, but there's a lot of bullshit in this league too. Exactly, and, but yeah, you know, well, this, is, this isn't the only league that dopes, and I want some, I not. want people to get that as well. And you know, you oh, start thinking not. about it, you're just like, well, if other players dope, what other players may have? Angel Mena. <laughs> Think about. It. I'm dead serious. Look up the stats. Look up Angel Mena stats. The what? last five one years, calendar year ago, one calendar year ago, the amount of numbers he was putting up. I swear, I was even joking about it yep. with the Lions Den podcast. Shout out to yes. everybody over there. Shout out, shout, shout out to y'all. I, I appreciate you guys always interacting and always, no, and always having fun because I was even like, I know man, in that breakout season and where he literally led the league in assists and goals, and not by you know a single margin. It was it was double digit margins for both. It. He ran away with it and he led them all the way to the final. And the in, in the final. In the final, he he kind of didn't come through. It was kind of lackluster. He didn't, he didn't come through, but he was actually kind of. But you know, if uh, he had, yeah, gotten you know, I, I think I've said this before on this podcast, but he looked tired. He had, yeah, if he had come through and you know been the man of the match or whatever, and Leon had won that title, good lord, put this guy in the record books now, put his statue he's, up because what a what a season. Yeah, 
But when when I see when I see players that have seasons like that and it's such an outlying number, you start thinking, well, did he get drug tested? And if so, when did he get drug tested? And no. and if so, when do we hear back from that? <laughs> so it's it's real interesting. And there's other players like that in the league as well that they'll have one off games that look really good, but they can't sustain it. And they'll say, okay, we're not going to drug test him for this. But you had three four good seasons in a, in a year. They're like three four seasons in a in a I mean three four wins in a season that are very impressive with multiple goals say hat tricks they're gonna drug test you but yeah man but yeah that's our two cents guys let us know what y'all think about this whole situation uh it's very unfortunate obviously because i think anybody could tell you that victor guzman was a really talented player and this is definitely gonna uh not only hurt his career but his legacy and who knows how he'll come back who knows if we'll see him in the apertura next next time who knows where he'll be playing but you know all the best to him you know what i mean i think i think everybody can agree that we, we after this whole situation we we still want for him to be you know clean healthy and do whatever he needs to do to get back to the top because you know that that that's all anyone can ever ask for right so i think we we, we wish all the best for him and everything this has been yeah a crazy <laughs> last few days with this whole news yeah it has i feel like he was one of the chivas biggest transfers this past off season and you know the memes we make the jokes we make it's uh all, all besides the point he's a player that for mexicans we've been very very excited for and unfortunately we're not going to be able to see him really develop into what we wanted to see him develop this is obviously going to sideline his career, and it's really unfortunate. But if he does have drug problems, if it's doping, we don't know. But I just honestly hope, jokes aside and all, that he's okay, and he takes care and handles his business, and hopefully he manages money. He manages money well up up until this point, so that we can chill for a bit and make sure he's okay with him and his family. Because man, we 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 fuck around a lot and joke around a lot, but there's real people at the end of the shit and like you know uh like what is it called uh like invested in this and also you know we can joke about Polito getting you know kidnapped but whether or not it was real but that shit is real scary somebody fucking gets kidnapped <laughs> no, <laughs> i don't care sure. who you are but sure. um there's there's real people on the other end man i know he's he's fucking going through it and you feel it i don't care if you're a pachuca fan i don't care if you're a chivas fan i don't care if you're an america fan i don't care if you're a Tigres fan when you see that shit and you see a young promising up-and-coming player kind of get sidelined like that it's it fucking sucks and fingers crossed he ends up getting better and he comes back better than ever and he proves everybody wrong that's talking shit on his name right now because i know hey it's you see it firsthand man everybody has so hopefully it's a redemption story here because honestly everybody does love those of course of course this is classic you know fuel for a story like that um he's still relatively young like i said i don't think he can he can end up going to europe now He's 24. He's going to be 25 in February. So very, yeah. very, very under, you know, he's he's cutting it close. So I don't think we'll see him in Europe personally. Um, but that's not to say he can't still come back. Uh, to end this, we're, we're getting to the end of this, guys. To end this, I'm going to ask you, Ness, 10 million back into the pocket of Chivas. They have about 15 days, 16 days to spend it. Now, they can't buy anybody in Mexico but they can get yeah, somebody outside of Mexico. Are they going to get anybody? And if so, who? Hector Moreno. You heard it here first. You did hear it here first. He's making that Arab money, though. You think he's got enough? He's coming back. 
For sure. But yeah, that, that's going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on all our social media. It's obviously at Nescavelli, at Antonio1998, double underscore. And uh, follow our sites too, at FMFSOM, for the FMF State of Mind, where you're listening to this podcast right now. And follow at Viva Liga Mekis, which uh, Ness is the co-site expert. Is that what is that what your title is? Yes, co-site expert now, and I hope go go, go follow them guys. Man. Yeah, help help edit articles, write articles. We have a decent team over there, and wherever going and ever expanding. And it's another thing I want to reach out to you guys if you actually do listen to this and you actually care about the community. You know, don't ever be afraid to add us and let us know what you want to hear, what you want to do. You know, you hear you see a lot of these sites and. Yeah, they're good with the content that they post, but a lot of it's just pre-game or, you know, post-game stuff, which, you know, is always good. You always want a, a different analysis of what, what what you thought as well. But, you know, as far as what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear more interviews with people from Liga MX English that you follow every single day that you want to know some more about? You know, do you want to hear better post-game, like better content for games hosted in the U.S.? that do a league on max do you want to hear certain interviews of certain players or coaches do you you know let us know what you want to hear because in all honesty we wouldn't be doing this like if we didn't have those 500 listeners that we usually get every single time we drop this and it sounds dumb but you guys actually do mean a big part to us you know like i just got off work i think and i got home like at two o'clock and i was chitting up antonio saying we got to get this podcast out because we have been stalling so we we do appreciate you guys and once we get a Patreon, you guys can donate to. We'll let you know. <laughs> Joking. We're not getting a Patreon. <laughs> no, for sure. And it's hard. You know, it's hard uh, with us scheduling these things. That's why we've kind of dropped off in the past. But, uh, yeah, like Ness said, you know, we really do appreciate all the listeners that take the time. I know you guys are on the Colorful Kit Network. So if you listen to Chivas del Norte, you're probably listening to this right now. Yeah, if, you, if you've ever clicked on it, even if you haven't listened the whole way through, I know it's kind of hard. But if you ever just clicked on a podcast, listen to us for a little while, we really do appreciate that. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, and we didn't even know it, bro. <laughs> I don't yeah, think we found that out until last week. Just but yeah. Out. I've been on SoundCloud this whole time listening to myself. What a creep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But now we can actually drop that Spotify link now and uh, make it a little bit more official. But yeah, thank you guys. Definitely let us know what you guys want to hear on this podcast as well. We'll be back very soon because we're going to drop another episode about all the off-season moves that we had planned. Yeah, we're going to hit you guys with back-to-backs. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be out uh, later this week or at the very latest, early next week for sure. Um, We need to just finish recording it. We got part one done. We need to to give you guys part two. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, uh, we'll be back very soon. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Ness, anything else you want to add? Uh, nothing just appreciate you guys like always and uh we might never come around when you need us but we're around when we need to be (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but anyway thanks for listening guys uh we'll be back soon make sure to follow us at nescavelli at antonio1998 double underscore also follow at viva liga mekis at fmfsom on twitter go visit the sites for all your news and we'll see you next time what you think see you bye